not your normal paranormal. Normal is an illusion. What is normal for the spider is chaos for the fly. Come with us on a journey where the cold creeps up on you, where the shadows are larger than life, where you'll lose your courage and possibly your mind. And you like it like that. <laughs> Not Your Normal Paranormal explores the world of the weird, unnatural, and unknown. Content varies and may include explicit topics and language that may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Not Your Normal Paranormal. I'm Kat. I'm Robin. And I'm Kylie. And we're, we're a family. family. <laughs> a weird-ass family. I forgot but, about that. But we're a family, for sure. It's been so long. You know what? If we can say that after the last several months, anybody can say that. I'm just kidding. We always love each other. There were no death threats that Robin just deleted. It's fine. Not by me. I can't leave. Today we come to you with an episode on Apocalypse. Fitting, right? <laughs> it is. <laughs> now, to be fair... We had notes on this from way back in January. We did. And then we went on a hiatus. Because of <laughs> apocalyptic things. <laughs> oh my god. I can't make too many jokes about that or people will get mad and not listen. Anyway, we're still alive and kicking. Barely. Shoot. Speak for yourself. Listen. I'll kick you hard. <laughs> Just because you can't get your legs up that high doesn't mean you're not so kicking. <laughs> All right, we are gonna pull one card. We're oh, one card. We're gonna pull tarot card from the cat's Necronomicon deck. From the best deck. Yeah. We got our tarot cards. We got our drink. We got our notes. We got our headphones. We're dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> we are coming at you from Cat and Kylie's kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully it won't be as much background noise as usual. We are still working on that, but listen, there's a lot of family in some small places, especially now, so we're just going to call it enhancement. Okay, you guys got to talk while I shuffle. I'm waiting for a card to fall. Kat's going to pull a card from her Necronomicon deck, we already said that she has used before. And we've said that. It's off. <laughs> But we said that already. You're just reiterating something we've oh, already done. Let her recite it. It doesn't hurt anything. See what I, see what I mean? She's so mean to me. I am not mean to you. I'm sorry. He made you two sloths within a month? Me. I'm sure she gave you shit about it. Didn't. Oh, card. I'm just kidding. No, I pulled that one off the bottom trying to get you guys to be quiet. I don't I don't want them to stop talking. I just want them to stop fighting. Nobody wants to hear that. People wanted to hear family fighting, they turn off the podcast and go in the living room. I got some crochet orders, yo. Got it. Okay, and what fell out was... <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about your crochet orders. Fuck off. <laughs> Somebody does want to hear about your... Please, please listen that Kylie has crochet orders. But we... Um, the card that fell out was 
The Guardian of Eleven? Of Eden? Of, I don't know what it is. It's Judgment. The Guardian of Eden is the Judgment Eden. card. Eden. See, I can't read people. The card reminds me of the Moon card and, and other tarot decks. My um, migraine has never gone away. And tonight it's amped up, but Kylie made me a nice drink. What are we calling it? I don't know. Zombie vomit. <laughs> All that we're missing is just like a shot of grenadine in it. And really then about a quarter of a drink through there. Slurred zombie brain. Robin chugged hers. I didn't chug it. I'm just using a straw. You'll be able to tell. Her words are slightly slurred. You may have noticed that Kylie's loud now. So yay for that. Everybody will be able to hear her clearly enunciate. Um, maybe not clearly enunciate or word right because words are hard for me. Which is great for a podcast. <laughs> and but uh, I can't say anything because they daily make fun of me for not being able to word. It's fine. You oh, and your mid-size RV. Yeah, my, hey, my shark mobile is awesome and it is a mid-size RV. <laughs> your ass could sleep in it if you had to. Bite me. <laughs> um, so Judgment Guardian of Eden, which is and it has fire. Does it does have fire. He's got fire oh, God. right here. Is that look? See, I don't even get like hit myself when I hit some yeah, See, already doubting me, and I said the word right in everything. Gee. It says reward for honor, favorable ruling, acquittal, proof of innocence, just desserts, impartial decision, elevation of rank or status, restoration, wrong righted. Now, I hope this means for us as podcast team and not that Kylie and or Robin is going to kill the other one and have to be acquitted. And apparently get off scot free, according to the card. But if it's if it's um, specifically about us as a podcast, it means that hey, we're doing all right. We're getting back to what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It's cool. You you do that. I and guess. we're um, we're on track, which is pretty much what all of our yeah, cards say. Like, I wish they would say I'm something sure. else. Well, something you- like hey. You need to be more funny. You well, need I'm going to gonna look louder. at this you need to be. card and tell you what it makes me think of, though, because she's showering two people. One person is down on the ground huddled, and the other one is embracing the criticisms and stuff, and the other one is just like, well, I suck at this. I'm done. And then you've got the trees in the background. One is bare and one is full, and it just, you know, makes me think that, you know, like... The people were, it looks like it put out a fire that's on the people, though, because there's fire down down around them. There's a fire. Just desserts. Proof of innocence. But it makes me think, you know, maybe, like, (laughs) I don't remember what I was saying. You were saying it makes you think of, because of the fire. There's a naked tree and a full tree. Mm -hmm. I can't connect with those thoughts anymore. (laughs) I said that real quiet. You weren't supposed to be listening. She's got hair like me, though. She she's also social. The judgment at the top. Her okay. hair, her hair is multicolored. Yeah, as you'll soon see on our social media, Kylie has colorful mermaid hair. Robin's hair is dark brown at the top. <laughs> and cats letting it grow out, so we got some pretty white going on. Yeah, your hair's trashy. Your hair's not trashy. It's got a upper years growth of natural with bleached out color at the bottom. 
Do you want to look at the card and say something about it? It um, says droplets of fire rain from these innumerable appendages. So she's raining the, fire down. The garden. And, and it just makes the, me think the that like one's embracing it and is like trying, you yeah. know, just like the fuck ever. I'm going to get through it. And the other one's just like cowering. There's a naked man and you didn't even tell us. I told you there was two naked people right. at the bottom. Well, the, one's a naked man. I mean, the guardian has eight I, arms. Then the naked man on the left side of the brook tries to ward off the rain of fire, the expression on his upturned face, a mingling of dismay and anguish. He reaches out toward a naked woman on the opposite bank, see I told you, who cowers to cover her nude body while shielding her head with her hands from the burning droplets of flame. So, neither one of them are happy with that rain and fire. Mostly because they're naked and it burns. And also, I told you there was a fire down below. <laughs> I wonder what the ring represents. The ring. I don't think he's reaching out toward the woman. If this is it, it the woman, like he's I think he's reaching toward this. He is. He's got one arm. This is up, like to protect himself. And this one's. It says it's reaching toward the woman, but it's clearly reaching to this. And I'm just going to be honest with you, people. I'm sure Kyle's going to post a picture. That looks like a, um, give me five years and I'll be able to tell you it was right on the tip of my tongue. Oh, a Stargate. Oh, I'm so proud of me. It didn't take me 15 minutes to come up with the word. Whoop, whoop. Can you stop being mean for like five oh, seconds? <laughs> do you, do you mean anyway, what it means is <laughs> impartial decision. So I hope those of you who have tuned back in and are listening, don't judge us on the first Five minutes of our podcast and listen to it all because it's going to get better from here. Okay. I would tell Robin to say words, but I'm afraid of what she will say. Come Jesus, say words. she drank that whole thing. <laughs> she don't make farting noises with her mouth at me while I'm trying to oh, throw things in the floor. <laughs> I've missed this. <laughs> I'm not throwing things in the floor. I'm dropping stuff. Mostly because ramen made farting noise at me while I'm trying to do it. Because, I mean, how mature. Um, somebody had a birthday during our hiatus, and she's not three. Well, a bunch I of mean, us had a birthday. technically, we all dude. three did. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, we all had a birthday. Oh, I had a, what did, what did mom call it? A significant? It wasn't significant. It was a synonym for significant, though. Birthday. So I don't want to give shit to Robin about how old she is. We're not going to talk about our age. Whoa. I mean, you can tell. I don't care. <laughs> I mentioned my white hair, which is sexy, by the way. That's I needed need a drink. I don't care what they think. I needed a drink. So that's why I got quiet. Okay, they're being stupid. So I'm going to go first. <laughs> we all picked... <laughs> Do I need to do the Heimlich? Oh, Robin's literally choking on the liquid <laughs> or the straw. I don't know. Robin gets a glass next time. She might have tried to suck that, Robin gets, that liquid up so Robin hard she got the straw lodged in her throat. <laughs> she no longer gets the big cups. <laughs> Bite me. No longer the big girl cups for Robin. Sippy cups. <laughs> she gets sippy cups. Okay, so what we're doing is Apocalypse. We all pick a different version. There's many, 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 many versions out there, more than the three well, that we picked. Oh, we, like we Oh, yeah, Not we could today, definitely do more. Not today. You know, we'll see how it goes. You listen to this one. You tell us what you think. Be nice, though. Oh, 
baby. Remember, everybody's been locked away for a long time, and we're all a little stir crazy. If you hear in the background, yeah, we're not the only ones. Okay, so I got Apocalypse. Oh, Apocalypse AI. <laughs> that That's literally the way I wrote it on my page. Apocalypse AI. Oh, An AI apocalypse, which is an artificial intelligence apocalypse. I'm sure everybody's seen many, many movies, including The Terminator. Go Terminator. Um, discussing what will happen when <laughs> robots take over the world. It's not just robots, though. Let's be honest. Everybody stop and think for a minute. Rude. I can't look at them while I talk. Okay. So, while doing research on this subject, I ran across several articles. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There was a picture taken. I'm gonna make Kyla post it just so you guys can see what the laughter's about and maybe laugh yourselves because we can all use yeah, a good well, laugh I right now. I'm sure. It's also oh. rude. Things I thought I would be doing tonight, but I am not. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, <good> okay. Lord. <laughs> okay, while doing research on this subject, I ran across several articles that said the idea of an AI apocalypse was slim to none. And I, I personally found myself thinking, if not an apocalypse, yes, certainly a takeover. It's already begun. <laughs> because it's already begun. Mm -hmm. Everybody in their pocket right now has essentially AI. It listens to you. It records you. Listen, this is not a conspiracy theory. This is legit. Go look it up. They admit it. They don't care. It learns from you. Um, you'll see a lot of videos on YouTube and probably TikTok. And God knows what else is out there. I don't do social media, so there's probably like, things out there I haven't dreamed of or well, yeah, thought like, of. Like TikTok complies, like your for you page is basically stuff that you've liked, so it just starts giving you I more stuff that's similar to what you've already seen, so it brings you in that way, just like how, you know, you mention something and then you got a Facebook ad like an hour later. Yeah, but they, all, they also uh, learn from you, not just your likes and dislikes, but stuff that's in your environment. Mm -hmm. And they can adapt it to people that they think are similar to you and use it that way. And, and that helps it grow. And that's why they call it all smart. And listen, you're going to laugh at me, people who listen to this probably, but I was shocked to find out that there are smart microwaves and smart refrigerators and smart ovens and it's like i'm not being mean to anybody necessarily but i mean i'm fairly intelligent so i don't need any of my appliances to be particularly smart no <laughs> i have no desire to see anything on the internet when i need something out of the refrigerator i'm going there because i'm hungry or i'm thirsty or i just want to stress eat but i mean i, I kind of wanted to live in a smart house growing up Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was one of our favorite movies. How do you want to live as smart? Okay, you guys need to watch 2001 A Space Odyssey. And several other movies that I've seen I can recommend for you. Because you don't want to live in a smart house. Well, probably you do. I don't know. I mean, I was like, I don't know what people want anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. Maybe it's not necessarily an AI apocalypse or an AI takeover so much as it is a, a people surrender. <laughs> 
how people surrender to the AI. The AI goes, just sit down and be quiet because I can do it faster and I can do it better. And I don't need you, human. And humans are like, cool, but will you turn on YouTube? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> See, I, I got into the research on this and I was thinking, maybe it's my generation. You know? But... All of the artificial intelligence, all of the things that, that they're coming up with and they're doing, I don't understand the need for. Some stuff, absolutely. They, they've used robotic parts to help people who've lost limbs. But that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, they put a, a, sm a smart AI arm on you. Nobody wants that. You wake up in the middle of the night and you're choking yourself and you don't know why. <laughs> Your arm is like, oh, you know, it gets intelligence and it's like maybe if i kill off the rest of the body we can all be robotic yay but i don't know what it does yeah so why you you want it to do what you tell it to you don't want it to think for itself that's yeah. my way of thinking yeah. anyway um i'm gonna go back to my notes now <laughs> says while we're all aware of and used to siri or alexa or the google assistant the rise of tesla's autonomous cars we tend to see these things as harmless helpful and even fun that's your generation and younger okay since we're on the ai apocalypse let me just say the reason that i say i think it's already begun is because i see children i don't have grandchildren yet children if you're listening it's fine i don't need grandchildren please i need a grandchild <laughs> but i see children of all ages i'm talking two-year-olds Four-year-olds, nine-year-olds, seven, all of the ages that have phones and tablets and computers. And it's like, what? And these children, specifically children I know, you know, they start fighting over whatever they're, they're playing. I confiscate all the electronics and I go, hey, just go outside and play for a while. And they all look at me like, I have eight heads. Well, they're like, it's too hot. And I'm just like, I remember being a kid and being outside, and I didn't care how hot it was. They don't know what to do, though. They don't have any idea. If you go out as a, like, I've gone outside with them, and I go, okay. And they're like, oh, I'm bored. And I go, okay, let's throw a Frisbee. And they're like, what? Yeah, and I you throw a Frisbee with them, and they think it's the coolest thing ever, like they've never played Frisbee. But if you get tired and you go... You know, I'm going to go back inside. The second they hit the door, they want their electronics. Yeah. And these children are asking Siri and Alexa and Google Assistant and whatever else is out there, because I do not know, questions that, A, they shouldn't ask. B, my generation asked other kids, so got stupid answers. <laughs> or C, you know, you talk to your parents about it, because some things you talk to your parents about. Not anymore. Funny story. The other day, Deja was like, Lexa's Robin's friend. She's your friend, right? That Lexa. And I'm like, no. I catch my kids like on their iPad and iPhone and they're like, hey, Siri. And I'm like, don't talk to the wiretap. <laughs> That's essentially what it is because they listen. <laughs> they record. They share. They use the information. I don't know what else they do with it. Something that you may not know is there are, in fact already autonomous AI weapons out there. Yes, autonomous AI weapons. The Russian Armada T-14 
super tank and the Israeli-made AI harpy um, are two that I found out about. And what's concerning about this is because the output of it is dependent on what input with the programming, which comes from humans, and also what the perimeters are and to what it can learn and how it adapts. Because if you don't put parameters on, then they can pretty much do whatever they want. Um, I wrote an example of this as Google's DeepMind AlphaGo. It's a computer program designed to beat humans at the board game Go in 2016. I've seen the board game Go. I've heard about the board game Go. It's on Animal Crossing, which we've done a lot of during quarantine, by the way. A lot. A lot. <laughs> and like the whole time. <laughs> like all of us. <laughs> I looked at my time the other day and I've done like... Over 190 hours. So, I mean, mine says <laughs> over 540. Mine says 360. Nana's doesn't record. Because <laughs> she doesn't have an AI, uh, AI profile. Anyway, I've never played the board game Go. I don't know what it consists of, but I know they they created this program specifically to beat humans at this board game. And the first few times they taught it to play, the computer found a way to cheat. Because the parameters were win. Man. And the computer interpreted that as win at any cost. If you don't tell it not to cheat. And then I don't even think, I, I'm not sure, um, computer people, you can yell at me later. This is Kat. I don't think you can just go, don't cheat. You have to think of all of the ways that it can possibly cheat and cut him off at the path. Because what's going to keep it from finding a new way? Yeah. To cheat. So if you have weapons out there that are autonomous and doing their own thing, if you don't have the right parameters in, you don't know what kind of destruction they're capable of. And it's not... They, they say an AI apocalypse will happen when there's super intelligence, and they consider super intelligence a kind of self-awareness. Like, once the computer's aware of itself as a computer. And I don't think that's the bar that needs to be set. Because I think computers or uh, technology, um, any kind of smart thing, any kind of artificial intelligence has the capability of doing a great deal of harm unintentionally. Like, you don't need a computer to hate you, to want to hurt you. Because the, the, the goal of a computer in, in an AI apocalypse scenario wouldn't necessarily be to hurt you. If you're in the way of the means to their end, then you're removed. That's how computers work. So I don't understand why people are all like, you know, well, we're a long way from computers being self-aware, so therefore there won't be an AI apocalypse. And I don't think they understand the meaning of the word because guess what? An apocalypse is defined as the complete final destruction of the world as described in the biblical book of Revelation or an event um, involving destruction or damage on a catastrophic scale. So nowhere in that does that say, hey, if the computer kills you, it's because it needed to want your blood. No, computers don't ever want your blood. Your blood's inferior to them. Anyway, <laughs> I saw several articles that said, don't worry, there won't be any apocalypse. That's what I just went over. Um, I covered all of those notes without even reading them. Go me. 
<laughs> I haven't looked at these notes, by the way, in several months, except for tonight. I gave them a quick glance. The final article I read talks about a different type of apocalypse, job automation. And that apocalypse is kind of happening now, if you stop and think about it. We're going to, this podcast is not ever, ever, ever going to be political because that's not what we're about. You get a lot of that without listening to a podcast. So, politics aside, it's kind of what's happening now because you have so many people that were pulled off of work and told to stay home to be safe. And a lot of the jobs that were out there aren't coming back because they have robots or computers or, or things in place, especially with factory jobs, that can do what the humans were doing. Mm-hmm. So you sent these people home for their health, but the job had to get done. Yeah. So you had things in place and now... You have a lot of people not going back to work. So at the time that I wrote this, I couldn't even fathom a time in my lifetime when something like that would happen. So it's something to think about that that we're at a place where we have tech. I mean, listen, people, if your refrigerator smart and your oven is smart, all you got to do is sit on your ass, right? You can program your oven you have to get up and put your food from the refrigerator to the oven, but how much longer until your refrigerator just cooks it too? Move right or moves into your oven itself. Yeah. Grows arms and legs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. Um, the biggest uh, change is the rise of AI, which we just talked about. AI is everywhere. It's AI can do pretty much anything. If you go online and you Google. AI, what AI does, or even AI apocalypse. Um, some of the articles are dismissive, but if you read about what a lot of people say, and like Kylie Robinson, smart homes. If you have a smart home that's programmed for certain things, what if it doesn't want to let you out? That's I mean, what smart house was. That movie ended up. The smart house ended up trapping the family, and she was like wanted to be. She like, wanted she to took be on the mom matriarch. role, right? Well, and think about that. Think about that. Your house is on a grid. Right now, again, not political, just facts. And listen, we all watch science fiction movies, so hush. Your phone is connected to um, a cellular tower. At any time, that cellular tower could be taken out. You've lost access to, well, let's not even say that. Let's just say Wi-Fi, the internet. Well, the AT&T went down here recently. Right. And people didn't have their phones for 12 hours? The, almost the whole day, yeah. It was 12 hours. Oh. So, and they also have these um, these ring systems that they're using for their houses. They put the cameras up, and you can look on your phone. When somebody mm-hmm. rings your doorbell, it comes up on your phone. If you have that, it can be hacked. It can be accessed. They or have. it can I mean, be taken over. So, you're in a smart house, and your home's on a grid. They control everything in that house. You can't get out. You can't open windows. Oh, what about your air conditioning? Gone because it's a smart house. What about your heat in the dead of winter? Gone because it's a smart house. And guess what? Then you're dead. Because you'll freeze it unless you burn the house down. Which, let's be honest, it's probably got sprinkler systems somewhere. I mean, we don't have a smart house at all. 
No, we have a very dumb house. <laughs> oh, I was going to say something about our, our house looking like the... It's like Apocalypse already struck. <laughs> right. You, you've heard that nursery rhyme. There was a crooked man who had a crooked house. Well, the crooked man don't live here, but we got his house. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Anyway, the, the bottom line um, on an AI apocalypse is, you know, not to scare anybody, but the reality is it's pretty much here. I mean, all of the building blocks are in place. I don't see people putting down their phones or... No, we'd be bored. Not wanting to. Okay, I wouldn't be bored. I mean, I wouldn't be either, but... Or not wanting the internet on their refrigerator for some reason. Because, I mean, heaven help you if you miss a TikTok video when you went to get a beer. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> so, that concludes my presentation. Oh, of and, I mean, well, <laughs> before you conclude, I was watching TikTok the other day. And <laughs> these people were. were at a restaurant. <coughs> well, the waiter come up. It was a robot. Not like, it didn't look like a human, just like an R2-D2 style robot. R2-D2 would never be a waiter. It was like a like an Asian soup type place. And they placed their order. It was a, You had to cook it on your own table. But they got the stuff and they brought it back to you and they put it on the table. But it was a robot. Well, think about it. You can go in almost any McDonald's now, even here in Podunk Town. Maybe. Maybe not here. We have one. But you go in, you don't even have to talk to anybody. You can order from the kiosk. Or, or, you can order from your phone and not even get out of your car. That's my favorite. If I can do that, I do it. Um, but also with the whole restaurant thing, a lot of restaurants now have that QR code. And you scan it and it brings up the menu from where they're trying to do less contact with stuff. And they're not wanting to clean menus. And everybody's got their limited menus. And it's easier to change stuff out for everybody. Oh, my gosh. The they little thing the that you QR take the picture of. Yeah. Guess what? My phone doesn't work for that. And they look at me like I'm stupid when I go, yeah, my phone doesn't do that. And there you go. Android and the iPhone does that. And I go. Okay, but the BlackBerry Key 1 doesn't. It's an Android. Why doesn't it do it? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> I can't take a picture of your little thing. Bring me a menu. You have one. They get real pissy, too. Like I asked them to cut off a leg or something or sell their only begotten child. Like, just bring, just just hand me a menu. And I mean, I prefer to order online. But a lot of the things on the menu right now aren't available at most places. They're all doing limited menu items. <laughs> I know, but if, I mean, how I can hard is order it? the food online. I prefer to do that because I have to order for so many people. You know, on nights that we do eat out, which is usually once a month, the kids usually get uh, Little Caesars because they get the most out of it. Because I have seven kids at home. So the pizza gets the most versus going to McDonald's and them each getting a Happy Meal and the couple of the older kids getting a bigger people meal. And I can order Mexican online. <laughs> So, I mean, it, it works out. On whatever we have, we can usually order online, except for maybe one or two places. That's what I'm saying, though. It's making it easier. And as the technology gets smarter, the people don't necessarily keep up because they don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. So, in five years from now, if your refrigerator is chasing you through the woods, just, is your just go to the cave, running? man. <laughs> <laughs> you better outrun it because it's coming for you. <laughs> we got an apocalypse joking. Yeah. Joke in. I can't say words either. <laughs> okay, and that concludes 
the AI apocalypse. You're welcome. Happy sleep. Okay, so I got the nuclear apocalypse, um, which is a, well, it's defined as a theoretical scenario involving widespread destruction and radioactive fallout causing the collapse of civilization through the use of nuclear weapons. Is it theoretical, though, if you think about Chernobyl? Because it has happened. Chernobyl wasn't nuclear weapons. It was a nuclear reactor fallout. True. So, it's theoretical because even though a lot of countries have nuclear weapons, everybody's super hesitant to use them because once you fire them, you cannot take it back. And no matter who fires them, the person fired upon has time to react for obliteration. Um... Like I'm trying to backstab them, I can't because it keeps falling size. So a nuclear apocalypse would do more than just cause the immediate destruction of cities. Um, the potential aftermath of this war would involve firestorms, a nuclear winter, widespread radiation sickness from fallout, and or the temporary loss of modern technology due to electromagnetic pulses. Um, 70% Scientists like Alan Roebuck have speculated that a thermonuclear war could result in the end of modern civilization on Earth, in part due to a long-lasting nuclear winter. Well, what's funny? I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm going to... What's funny? <laughs> she said that immediately. A picture developed in my head. It's a nuclear apocalypse. There's fire raining down, and everybody runs out with their smartphones, and fuck, my phone looked at the picture. It's like, I loaded on social media. <laughs> that's fair. And that's why people are upset. Not because of the fire raining down from the sky, but because my cell phone won't work so that I can take a picture. Yeah. <laughs> um... Early Cold War era studies suggest that billions of humans would survive the immediate effects of a nuclear blast. Um, I die, bitches. But secondary effects such as environmental consequences, societal breakdown, and an economic collapse would collapse. That would push us back into an age before what they call civilization. <laughs> Because a lot of people, especially in today's day and time, don't know how to do things that even my grandma knew how to do. Yeah. Like, you're talking about people who can't survive camping in the woods for a weekend without electronics of some sort. Um, that, that's fair. With um, so many countries having access to nuclear weapons, 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 <laughs> nuclear weapons. Hello, sailor. <laughs> oh, um, anyways, with many having nuclear weapons, experts believe that it could increase the risk of nuclear terrorism and accidental nuclear war. I mean, that's fair. And they've, scientists argue that even a small-scale nuclear war between two countries, because let's face it, it'll start out with two countries, but then allies and all this crap will get in it. But just two countries battling it out with nuclear weapons would cause a full-scale collapse. I can see that. 
I mean, it would depend on the countries and the size of the nukes, to be fair. I mean, you have to be fair in your assessment of it. <laughs> Sorry, Robin just made this face that I just... No more ice cream for Robin while we're podcasting. Anyway, it would, just, it would depend on the size of the nukes and the, and the size of the countries. Because everybody's not just going to immediately be like, weapons out. Yeah. Let's just nuke the shit out of everybody. Um, because not only would that take out a human population and civilization, it would also do damage to natural resources. Yeah. Um, going back into the notes. Um, historically, it's been difficult to estimate the total number of deaths resulting from a global nuclear exchange because pe sci scientists people, scientists <coughs> people too, scientists um, people are continually discovering new effects of nuclear weapons and revising existing models. So, in the early 1980s, um, they began to consider the effects of the smoke and soot arising from, you know, burning wood, plastic, and fuels in a nuclear, in this devastated cities. Um, and it, they speculated that intense heat would carry these particles to extremely high altitudes where they could drift for weeks and block out, um, you know, a lot of the sunlight and all that. Yep. And more recent studies, um, they make use of modern global circulation models and, and far greater computer power than what was available in the 1980s studies. Um, in 2007, hold on, I gotta flip my page. <laughs> They're sticking together. In 2007, um, they discovered moderate to large portions of their currently global arsenal. Um, found that like pulling 12 to 20 Celsius in much of <laughs> what? My apologies. I was scraped with the bottom of my ice cream bowl. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> but um. <laughs> A study found that cooling by about 12 to 20 Celsius in much of core farming regions of the U.S., Europe, Russia, and China, and as much as 35 Celsius in parts of Russia for the first two summer growing seasons, that um, the changes are more long-lasting than what they previously thought because the newer models can carry the arsenals and everything like that higher up to the stratosphere and completely kill out all of that by about 40%. So if it goes up in the stratosphere, global warming couldn't save them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. See, ice cream makes me drunk. <laughs> um, in 1986, they found a study that assumed there would be no food production for a year. Um, because of the damage to the and, land. And a lot of the planet would run out of food and starve to death. Um, so, you know, them doomsday preppers are really smart with stockpiling their food. I mean, and there's also that vault, vault in, I believe, Iceland that has storage of most of the world's seeds from all over the world. Like, they allow them to store them there. And they can be taken out at any time by that specific 
country. But if something happens, yeah, I'm we can't collapse. get to Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> all our seeds, all those, all those seeds they have stored up, we can't get to them. Right, that's what I was so, going to say. So yeah, the Icelandic people can survive. And that was their diabolical plan all along. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, we got this vault. Keep your seeds here in case of a doomsday scenario, right? <clears throat> that was their that was their plot all along. See what Carly said about um, nuclear weapons too. If you think about it, I could readily tie my AI apocalypse in with her nuclear apocalypse because what controls we're, the we're so the reliable on our stuff too that you know. What if the robot decides to push the red button? Mm -hmm. You don't need resources. You don't need to eat. I'm saying he rhetorically, they. Yeah. Rhetorically probably wasn't the right word. I don't care. So, um, a 2008 study found that a regional nuclear weapons exchange could possibly create a near-global ozone hole, triggering human health problems and impacting agriculture for at least a decade. Um, the effect on the o ozone would... Um, result from the heat absor absor absorption by soot in the upper stratosphere, um, which would modify wind currents and draw ozone-destroying nitrogen, ox nitrogen oxide. Huh. So would it have to be something the size of, the, of a nuclear war that would cause that? Yeah. Because I'm wondering what tests they did around Chernobyl, the meltdown. And, and um, I'm going to say it wrong. What's the one in Japan? Fukunawa? Okinawa, Okinawa, Iwo Jima, Fuji. I'm gonna look it up because I know I'm saying it wrong, but I know there's a nuclear plant in Japan that they've been worried about because they've had flooding and they've had earthquakes and they've had a lot of stuff going on with it. And it's not it's not a nuclear weapon, but it is a nuclear reactor. That's kind of what I meant with like when I mentioned Chernobyl earlier. Is is you get an idea of what fallout would be. Well, I mean, do you, though? Because with the fallout, yes, but not from a war. Because, like Kylie said, with a war, this is projectiles going up yeah, up and traveling through. I wish you people could see me <laughs> up over my head like they don't know what I mean. It's a Fukushima. It's a Fukushima. <laughs> It sounds the twins from Austin sounds Powers. Sounds fun to say. I was about to say, it sounds words to say. You can't say words. I cannot. Um, but I, basically they established that if a nuclear war were to happen in, you know, any part of the world, what's going to affect the majority of the world would be starvation because of the effects that it would have on everything in agriculture. Okay, now I wonder about this. Because the first thing they throw out there is starvation. Because of how the planet's been affected. What about water? You'll die of, you'll die of thirst before you'll die of starvation. You can live without food a hell of a lot longer than yeah. you can live without water. And the water would be contaminated. No doubt. Yeah. Basically, you know, with food production coming to a stop after that, the food supply, you know would have the high prices to buy. And well, we're seeing some of that now, right? Yeah. So when you wrote these notes, 
you could think of it in, in a hypothetical way, probably not the right word or the right use of the word, don't care. But now you're seeing actual, there's been no war, mm -hmm. no nuclear war, no AI takeover, no anything. And you're seeing, I mean, yes, the pandemic, but I'm talking about a war, no war. <laughs> and you're already seeing the, yeah. the cycle of the slowing down of food production and the inflation in prices and people out of work because what else happens in a nuclear war? You don't have anywhere to go. Right. How are you going to go to work? And if you do go to work, you're going to be helping clean and, and, and do what you can around your own community and you're not going to get paid. So you're not going to have money to buy food. Plus, is that food going to be contaminated? Mm -hmm. Okay, go. Okay, go. <laughs> so, give me just one second. So, for whatever reason, I jumped into notes on EMPs, which is an electromagnet, electromagnetic pulse. Goodness. Um, which is an electromagnetic burst of radiation. Um, hey, that's good to know. I wondered how that was tied into a nuclear thing. So, I've heard of an electromagnetic pulse. I did not know it had to do with radiation. Didn't do my homework. So, but this type of interference is generally disruptive or damaging to electronic okay. equipment. Um, given that many of the comforts and necessities we enjoy are, you know, on our electronics and their functions, an EMP would. Um, I did this for you! Disrupt hospitals, water treatment facilities food storage facilities, and all forms of communication, all electronic forms of communication, um, it threatens the foundation, it threatens the foundation of modern human civilization Everything. and conditioning. It affects cars. Did you know that? Yeah. Every car built after, don't quote me on this, people, 84, I think, was built with a computer in it. It has to have a computer to run mm -hmm. the car. EMP will take out the computer, car won't run. And then, you know, you've got nuclear fallout, um, which is just the residual radioactive dust and ash that's ash. <laughs> Somebody got that radioactive ash. <laughs> oh, God. Um, anyways, radioactive dust and ash... Ash is propelled into the upper atmosphere following a nuclear explosion, so the fallout would limit. I can't let it go, baby. That ash is so hot; it's radioactive. <laughs> um, the the fallout is usually limited to the immediate area. It can spread for hundreds of miles from the explosion site um, if the explosion is high enough into the atmosphere. Um. This radioactive dust is usually um, fission products mixed with bystanding atoms that are neutron activated by exposure. Um, so it's a highly dangerous kind of radioactive contamination at that point. I thought all kinds of nuclear actions dangerous. I mean, yeah. Like the radiation the bigger, bigger explosions comes from, affect more areas because of it. I mean, that's true in all cases. <laughs> Let's talk about that radioactive ass. 
<laughs> bigger explosions affect bigger areas. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, um, on January 12th of 2020... What? Wait, you know what? Just listen. I mean, we, we talked about this when it happened, because I was doing my notes, and then a couple days later, like, I had started my notes, like, two days before this happened. Listen, I don't know what else happened in Sozo, but... So, January 12th, 2020... People, I'll tell you about that later. I didn't say the name. Um... The Canadian province of Ontario sent out an emergency alert reporting that an incident at a nuclear plant, um, it was an error, but it sparked widespread confusion. Like, it was all over oh, yeah, social media. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, I remember us talking about that, because was it an error? Several hmm. residents were posting screenshots of the emergency alert um, that they received on their phones around 7.30 a.m. that morning. Um, warning, like the warning detailed an incident. Um, being reported at the Pickering Nuclear Generating Station located in Pickering, Ontario, and said that the alert applied to people within 10 kilometers of the facility, mm-hmm. um, that there was no abnormal release of radioactivity from the station, and emergency staff are responding to the situation, as, and um, it added that people near the plant um, do not need to take any action. But it caused a pretty widespread um, fear that day. Like everybody run. was. Do not walk. <coughs> run. Yeah. But basically, <coughs> you know, in the event of a nuclear explosion happening, first couple things you're going to want to do is get inside. Like that's number one. If you can get inside, get inside and take off anything you had on and take a shower and just throw that shit outside or something. Yeah, but your house isn't airtight. Most houses aren't airtight. Yeah. But so, it still helps a little yes. bit. Well, yeah. But, all right, people, I'm going to help you. Strip outside. Leans the clothes outside. Do not bring them into the house. But then Rinse you're contaminating off with more of your skin than need be. Rinse off with you. Well, if you bring if you bring your clothes in, you're contaminating your whole house and everybody in it. Yeah. If you strip outside and you come in, same thing. <laughs> That's not necessarily true. <clears throat> That's not necessarily <laughs> true. Tell that to FEMA. This is from my website. Well, I'll tell it to FEMA. <laughs> I will. FEMA, are you listening? Your clothes are actually more absorbent of material like that than your skin is, which is why mm-hmm. you should strip outside and get inside as quick as possible into the shower as and quick as possible. And then they state that after that, you need to get to the basement or the middle of whatever building you're in and stay inside for 24 hours. It's not a fucking tornado. What? In the middle of the building? Go to the middle of the building, um, huddle under the archway, the storm will pass. But like going to my basement, it's not going to do jack shit because part of mine is soil. Yeah, but you're still underground. That's the that's Only, the whole point. Even with the soil, I'd say about three quarters of my basement is bricked up. But it it would have time. It would have to take time before it can get worked down into the soil. But if you're only staying there for twenty four hours, what? I mean, what? Yeah. What? It doesn't dissipate. Not that quick. Not in yeah. twenty four hours. So some. If ha- I'm wrong, people feel free. Uh, some hazards. 
related to a nuclear explosion is the bright flash, which can cause temporary blind, blindness for a minute, which is one reason why they want you to try to get inside. You're less likely to be blinded by it if you can't see it, like, like inside. How close do you have to be, though? How far away? I mean, if you're close, you're freaking Fun. toast. <laughs> I mean, freaking toast. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, a blast wave can cause death, injury, and damage to structures several miles out from the blast. Um, the radiation damage can cause damage to cells of the body. Long, longer exposures will cause different variations of sickness. Um, obviously, fire can cause death. That's dumb. I don't know why they had to include that, but you know, people are stupid, so... Um, and the EMPs will damage electrical power equipment and electronics several miles out from detonation and cause um, disruptions further out. Um, but basically, these start to get close to somewhere. Um, they state that they state that um, you need at least two weeks worth of essential supplies per person, which means you need a gallon a day per person and um, half a gallon a day for your pets. Of water. Of water, yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, chances are your plumbing and stuff, everything's depending on where you are. With that, you're going to want to stockpile enough toilet paper and a, lot, a large bucket and stuff like that, you know, but you're going to want toilet paper. People, don't go don't buy all go the, toilet the toilet paper, paper. again, please. <laughs> but you do want to make sure that you have enough to last for two weeks. Um, Actually, people, when Kylie wrote this, that is probably exactly what the FEMA website said. Uh-huh. Now, it says six months. And it says... Um, you want to stockpile food and do your math and ration out how much you're going to have of what. You should have a first aid kit, obviously. Um, they suggest getting a hand-powered radio. Yeah, I got crank radios. Um, you know, if anybody's still out there broadcasting. They also say, you know, you're probably going to want to have some stuff. But, you know, they want you to have dust masks, which, you know, we all have now. <laughs> said, we all have masks? Dust masks. Those masks aren't going to help much with dust. It's going to help with dust. It's not going to really. It's not going to help much with dust. Not the cloth ones. But like, sweetheart, you better be calling 3M and getting some high level like respirator masks. Not N95 either. I'm talking about high level. Those are the ones you want. But you know, having dust masks helps lower your risk of. I got snot. I'm sorry. Yeah, you don't want to cause damage to the lungs, but I'm just saying. I understand <sighs> they're saying <laughs> for nuclear dust. Dusk. Dust. <laughs> I don't know. You know, they're saying a cloth mask would be better than anything, but your cloth mask will absorb it just like your clothes would. Exactly, yeah. It might possibly slow it down a few milliseconds from getting into your lungs but not enough to help you 
Basically, if you're close to the ball out, you're fucked. I mean, freaking toast. Freaking toast. <clears throat> freaking toast. And with that, I give it to Robin. <clears throat> oh. That was wow, Kylie it. just left us hanging with our our what? Radioactive asses? Our radioactive asses hanging. <laughs> I, I was waiting for her to say it. Our radioactive asses hanging out in the wind. She didn't give you a happy thought. She didn't give you a, hey, we haven't seen a nuclear winner yet. I mean, yeah. Nothing. Wow. The negativity. She's sitting here. I wish you could see her with her arms folded and her eyebrows went up like, yeah. <laughs> um, happy thoughts, people. Nobody's suffering from radiation po poisoning at Okay, wait. Let me let me dial that back because somebody probably is. <laughs> there has not been a nuclear war or significant nuclear fallout since Chernobyl. So, fingers crossed. 2020 is almost over. Oh, I didn't throw that out there. Robin, go. I didn't help. I should have just left it where you were. <laughs> okay, so. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Allergy yeah. season for me. Listen, December the 31st, 2020, midnight, everybody's yelling Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> so I chose uh, the zombie apocalypse for my apocalypse coverage. Um, this article comes from Wiki, and I'm going to be honest, I read this article and not the others, and I have about 20 pages of notes. In some stories, victims of zombies may become zombies themselves if they are bitten by zombies or if a zombie-creating virus travels by air, sexually, or by water. Wait, what? Don't have sex with zombies, people. <laughs> Just don't. Does, whatever the cause becomes one of the undead. Condoms won't help. <laughs> In some cases, parasitic organisms can cause zombification by killing their host. Wait. Zombification, right? That's what so, it is. I know. I heard bumpification. <laughs> Zombification. Like, what is that? Zombie fortification. <laughs> by killing their hosts and reanimating their corpses. Though, some argue that this is not a true zombie. In the latter scenario, zombies <clears throat> also prey on the living and their bite causes an infection that kills. In either scenario... What? Ew. I thought you were going to pick her nose. Now that her ring was about to just, like, fall out with the next laugh. <laughs> and <the> next snort. <laughs> In either scenario, it's like I couldn't decide whether to put a scenario or case. <laughs> scenario In any scenic case. Case marked out Ooh. in scenario. <laughs> in, your radioactive acid gear. In either scenario, this causes the outbreak to become an exponentially growing crisis. The spread of... The spreading zombie plague swamps law enforcement organizations, the military, and the healthcare systems, leading to the panicked collapse of social society, civil society, of civil society. Because they're hot, man. I tell you, because they're hot, man. <laughs> Until only isolated pockets of survivors remain. Basic services such as piped water supplies and electrical power shut down. Hey. Out of, out of curiosity, at any point in this, does it mention what happens when the zombies run out of food? And why don't can't... Seriously, why don't zombies cannibalize each other? Like, for real. Just just hear me out. Just hear me out. <laughs> so, in all those good zombie movies, 
The zombie walks really slowly and catches you, in which case your ass doesn't run fast enough. Or, you know, in more recent years where they outrun you and you're toast anyway, and they bite you, right? Mm -hmm. Why do they stop? Why do they stop what? Why do they stop eating you? Just eat you. I mean, we don't necessarily know they're going to stop eating you. She just said they bite you and more zombies are made. So they like, they're like great white sharks. So they're like, let me taste you. Oh, you suck. Spit you back out. And you're like, oh, great. No, I'm a zombie too. Thanks for that. I mean, just, just stop and think about that for a minute. Well, I mean, like. Let's if, suppose a great white come up and bit you and spit you back out. And all of a sudden you became a great white. <laughs> I mean, it would be fucking awesome. Sign me up. But also, still, no, just just hear me out. Because great whites don't crave human flesh, but zombies do. Why would they stop eating? Well, not necessarily that they stop eating, but if I can still fight back, I'm sure shit going to. I want to see a bunch so of if I can get away. fucking zombie skeletons. <laughs> because the flesh would be gone, right? Zombie skeletons for the win. Okay, go. <laughs> Mainstream media ceases broadcasting and the national government of affected countries collapse or goes into hiding. Would the, would the mainstream media stop broadcasting? The survivors or would they be broadcasting about misunderstood zombies? Just let them bite you. Well, it's I mean, funny. with some other stuff that's going on in today, they're <clears> avoiding talking about that, so... No, no, just let the zombies bite you. Don't put up a fight. It's fine. The We're not political. <laughs> the survivors usually... Begin scavenging for food, weapons, and other supplies in a world reduced to a mostly pre-industrial hostile wilderness. No, bitches. We're not scrounging. We're stopped. We're locked and loaded. There is usually a safe zone where the non-infected can seek refuge and begin a new era. Sanctuary. So this this comes from um, a wiki article. The next little bit comes directly from the CDC. Uh Uh-oh. Blogs.cdc.gov. All right, everybody, brace yourself. The words from on high. Preparedness 101, zombie apocalypse. There are all kinds of emergencies out there that we can prepare for. Take a zombie apocalypse, for example. That's right. I said it. Z-O-M-B-I-E-A-P-O-C-A-L-Y-P-S-E. We didn't have to spell apocalypse. Just zombie was cool enough. They ruined it. CDC fucking ruined it. Just like them. You may laugh now, but it happens. We didn't laugh, but Robin did. When it happens. Shut up. Because it, <laughs> when it happens. Listen, the zombie apocalypse already happened. Have you seen these people walking down the street? You may laugh now, but it happens. They should have your, your smartphone should program something in your phone that says, look up, dumbass. When you get in, like in a certain area, be like, oh, shit, I almost stepped out of the traffic. You may laugh now, but when it happens, you'll be happy you read this. And hey, maybe goes, you'll even learn a thing or two about how to when prepare for to a real emergency. When you're trying to take a selfie. So they use this. They use this article as a hey, prepare for a zombie apocalypse. But in case of a real emergency, you'll know what to do. What? Oh, see, the CDC doesn't think zombies are real I mean, that's what it says. emergency. Maybe you'll even learn a thing or two about how to prepare for a real emergency. They think you're stupid. The CDC thinks you're stupid. A brief history of zombies. I hope the zombies get up. We've all seen at least one movie about flesh-eating zombies taking over. But where do zombies come from? And why do they love eating brains so much? Stop. Please tell me. 
That doesn't come from the CDC. The CDC is going to tell you where it's on. That I listen. Is this like the your your fourth grade class? Probably didn't have it, but maybe you did. Where they're like, where do babies come from? Where do zombies come from? Apparently, zombie sex. Who knew? I need a radioactive ass pickup line. Do we need to do that while we're on air? <laughs> what? <laughs> she wants a radioactive ass pickup line. <laughs> I gave you one. She didn't listen. The word zombie comes from Haitian and New Orleans voodoo origins. Yes. Although its meaning has changed slightly over the years, it refers to a human corpse mysteriously reanimating to serve the undead. Through ancient voodoo and folklore traditions, shows like The Walking Dead were born. One of my favorite shows, by the shows way. Shows like The Walking Dead. Okay. Because I really want to pause Which this is right why now. when we decided Apocalypse, she goes, Me, zombie. <laughs> Everybody take a breath. Okay, that's your line. Stop sounding like you're reading. You didn't even sound excited about The Walking Dead. They're like, from The Walking Dead. Oh, I know that show. <laughs> I didn't read this part of the article, okay? Oh, my God. You just wrote it down. <laughs> Robin just copied it down without reading it at all. And then she's like, oh, shit, they mentioned my show. I read my article and then I... Okay, so in movies, shows, and literature, zombies are often depicted as being created by an infectious virus. Which is passed on, <gasps> right? Oh my God, an infectious virus. Which is are people? Ri- oh. Come on, no, that shit's not going out over the air. <laughs> which is, I'll tell you later. <laughs> which is passed on via bites and contact with bodily fluids. Harvard. Why not radioactive psych- spiders? Nuclear spiders. Shit. <laughs> Harvard psychologist Stephen Slotsman wrote a fictional medical paper on the zombie on the zombies presented in Night of the Living Dead and refers to the conditions as a toxic neurodegenerative deficiency syndrome. Okay, I don't like what you did with your mouth, but you got there. It's fine. Caused by, caused by an infectious agent. The Zombie Survival Guide identifies the cause of zombies as a virus called selenium. Other zombie origins shown in films include radiation from a destroyed NASA probe as well as the nuclear mutations of existing conditions is such as <laughs> boom mad cow disease measles and rabies what mutations of those diseases are going to cause zombies gotcha i got gotcha. you or the scientists that are working on shit in labs are going to cause it because well they're trying i know cuz they're fucking stupid they're like George A. Romero wrote zombies. We can make those. If we're going to have Go. an apocalypse, can we have, like, dinosaurs? I just told you. I just told you the apocalypse. AI is going to flip out, launch the nuclear weapons. People who are left, radiation is going to turn them into zombies. I mean, I've seen a show where the first two of those are true. <laughs> In a fictional world. In a fictional world. <laughs> You're acting like they don't have stuff like that that they keep in from the general public. Well, yeah, I'm sure they do. We're not getting political. Go. The rise of zombies political. in pop culture has given credence to the idea that a zombie apocalypse could happen. Okay. At any point in this, do you talk about people who have actually eaten people's faces? Yep. It's been so long since I wrote this. 
Okay, we're all going to be surprised together. Yeah. <laughs> As we usually are when it's my turn. The Walking Dead has Daryl Dixon. Woo! <laughs> In yeah. such a scenario, zombies would take over entire countries, roaming city streets, eating anything living. Living. Not dogs, though. Not dogs. They don't attack dogs in any zombie movie. I've never seen any dogs. Do they? Walking Dead's stupid. <laughs> People are going to hate me. <laughs> Eating anything living that got in their way. Robin's religion. <laughs> the proliferation of this idea has okay. led many people to wonder how do I prepare for a zombie apocalypse? This is all from a CDC thing. Yeah. So they just told you a bunch of bullshit to ask you the same question again. Yeah. Better safe than sorry. So, what do you need to do She's before zombies? Or hurricanes, or pandemics, for example, actually happen. Get some ammo. First of all, Store you should have food. an emergency kit in your house. <laughs> this includes things like water, food, and other supplies sure to get you through the first couple of days ammo. before you locate a zombie-free refugee camp. So basically, they'll go to a zombie-free refugee so camp. So basically, for any I mean, form of apocalypse, you need to have food ready. Water, guns, ammo. Don't be stupid. Which, as of lately, I've seen that there's a shortage in ammo. Yeah, that's a manufacturing hey. shortage in ammo. Yeah. There are a few items you should have on hand. Water, gallon per person per day. Food. Stock up on non-perishable items that you may eat regularly. It doesn't that's say may. 30 gallons per person per month. Our CDC guidelines for what you should have for the apocalypse are basically the same. <laughs> Medications, prescriptions, and home prescriptions. CDC says, any apocalypse, please plan ahead. Here's your list. <laughs> Tools and supplies, utility knife, duct tape, battery-powered radio, etc. Guns and ammo. Sanitation and hygiene, bleach, towels, soap. Don't steal all the toilet paper. People need that. <laughs> Clothing and bedding, a change of clothes for each family member, and blankets. Wait, stop. Can we just say Is this, this shit that you're going to be carrying with you? Because you're going to have all this in your house. They want you to carry all this with you? Well, what you need is a bug out bag. Yeah. You don't need a bug out bag. You're going to need a bug out bag. You don't need a good If I have to travel town. from my house to town walking. Like from your house to here? Why are you walking? Because if the gas goes bad. Why is the gas going bad? The gas is getting turned into a zombie too? The gas goes bad over time. How long are you staying home before you're walking into town? I'm just saying. I'm... <laughs> we didn't have to have a talk after this because apparently you're not reading your emergency preparedness guys. <laughs> All those zombie apocalypse books we gave you. Gas don't go bad, girlfriend. Do you know how long I've... Okay, as an aside, Kylie may put up a poll on one of our social media pages. I don't do social media, so I don't know which one. But how many people, please raise your hand, I can see you in my mind, have bought gas for their lawnmower, left it in their garage for two years, for whatever reason, I'm not telling you mine, and then got it out and put it in your lawnmower, and oh my god, the lawnmower started, because the gas didn't get funky after two years. How long did you stay at home? How much time? Robin's going to be 60. A hundred years? You're going to be too old to walk the town. But society's going to shut down, so there's going to be nobody to get the gas. You know how to get the gas. Okay, in case of a zombie apocalypse, <clears throat> when people start running around acting crazy and nobody's going to work because people are trying to bite them, yeah. you hustle your ass out and you get the gas then. 
Well, yeah. You don't wait. But what happens after that? Oh, In the future. Oh, oh, oh. When the gas Horses, cows, donkeys, sleds. What? Bicycles. There are so many other... Ride your scooter. I could just Maybe imagine riding going. my bicycle into a crowd of <laughs> Why not? Can you the original? Yes, the, I can. Hello. The original zombies didn't run. They walked. You actually don't know what they're going to be capable of because they're reanimated corpses. Yeah. Are they going to have muscle? Because you need muscle to run. Well, no. in the beginning, they're going to... They're Okay, and you have a car in the beginning. You're going, but over time, over time, they're gonna deteriorate because that's what corpses do. I forgot, I gotta make moves. Like, if it's reanimated skeletons, we've seen that shit in Jason and the Argonauts. Sword. <laughs> you don't even need a gun. Just get a sword. <laughs> So you'll need important documents, your driver's <laughs> license, your passport, your birth certificate. You're not going to need what, any what? of those you, in an invented apocalypse. Nobody's going to work, so who's going to ask for your, your documents? Excuse me, excuse me, stop running from that zombie. I need to see your passport before you come in. Oh, you don't have a passport? Let me see your license. Don't pay attention to him. He's not that close. He's not going to bite you. Ma'am, you better hurry up and get that out. He's going to bite you. Ma'am, ma'am, I need to see your driver's license. Please tell me when this is going to happen. First aid supplies. <laughs> oh my god, look at that bite on your arm. Let me get something and put on that. That looks infectious. <laughs> no, no, people. Because guess what? If you're in my party and your ass gets like boo booed and I don't know what happened, you're shot in the head. I'm sorry. Once you've made your emergency kit, you should sit down with your family and come up with an emergency plan. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get bit, because I will shoot you. <laughs> At this point in time, I have already compiled three zombie, not zombie apocalypse groups, but apocalyptic groups. Um, I've ranked people. I really have. I have it on my computer where I've ranked people in my life on group A, B, and C, and dead weight. I don't get shot. <laughs> group A is the one you want to go with. <laughs> I'm in group A. I'm the leader of group A. <laughs> Bitch, you're in a cage in the backyard watching you deteriorate. <laughs> shit. <laughs> you're going to be back there. And I'm going to walk back there to your zombie ass every day and go, can I see your driver's <laughs> I'm just reading my article. <laughs> and you're going to go, Don't listen to the CDC. What you need to do is you need to sit down with your family members and just be honest. Like Kylie did. She wrote it down, but she didn't tell nobody. Just be, be sit down with your family and be like, you're in group A. You're in group C. You better hope your ass gets to group B. But also, there's a dead wait list of people that just don't matter because they're not going to 
They're literally going to be dead weight. They're not going to be able to keep up. They have no useful skills. Kyla's going to kill her kids. <laughs> that's what I just heard. People, that's what I just heard. No. <laughs> but I mean, your kids aren't going to be able to eat the crap that needs to be grown. They don't eat fruits and vegetables. Maybe they eat fruits. Oh my gosh, I should have taken a drink. Um, my, kid, my kids eat fruits and I vegetables. I got a question now. If she's making those lists, but I'm it just, should involve only people in this household, oh, right? This should only involve people. Who's, who's dead weight? Okay, well, what I'm saying is the people in the household, obviously you evaluate first and you're like, okay, well, this has a wide range of people or it doesn't. Yeah, I'm good morning. If she tries to hurt Shane, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> He's got man skills. He just don't know it yet. But going long term, <clears throat> that list is going to change. Right now, it's ranked on who... Group A is basically the people that have skills, access to stuff. They're thinking ahead right now. And dead weight is people that are, you know, probably not going to last in a zombie apocalypse. Kylie's already like, who's going to be the wealthiest in the zombie apocalypse? Not with money anymore, but with things and with and with with who, thought and who survival skills. Who has skills that we're going to need? You know, that's the thing. Is I have plans. I know between me and my brother, our brother, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we've talked it out. We know who's going to hit the gun store. We know who's going to hit the food store. We know who's going to hit everything else that needs to be hit. Well, obviously, you guys are going to hit together, together because you're while you're walking. <laughs> <laughs> but I have plans. We're all going to. We're all gonna walk now. You hit this store, and you hit that store, and you hit this store. But we're gonna we're gonna walk together. <laughs> What's the number one rule in a zombie apocalypse? In any kind of spooky situation, for that matter, stick together. That's right. You don't separate. The, the first person who goes, I'm going over here. You go, kiss your radioactive ass. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I, I don't 100 percent agree with. What the no, people, that's okay. Keep reading. We're having fun with it. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> let me get my train of thought. Woo -woo. <laughs> Starting here. Once, you, <laughs> once you've made your emergency kit, you should sit down with your family and come up with an emergency plan. This includes where you would go and who you would call if zombies started appearing outside your doorstep. <laughs> where are you going? You the can, zombies are outside. You can also implement this plan if there is a flood, earthquake, or emergency. Like, it, it's a veiled article. It's not really zombie. Then they shouldn't put zombie in it. That's I, insulting. Identify the types of emergencies that are possible in your area. Besides the zombie apocalypse, this may include a flood and earthquake tornadoes. Oh my god, it's a flood. No, wait, it's zombies. No, wait, it's a flood. <laughs> Pick a meeting place for your family to regroup in case zombies invade your home. Stay inside. Pick one place right CBC's outside your home. You. What? For sudden emergencies in one place outside your neighborhood in case you are unable so to return home right away. So basically, we're going on a run and we need to have one place that we can be like, okay, we can all, we all need to get to this place to whatever we can be to get home. You need a place between here and town to reconvene if something were to happen while you're in town or on your way to town. That you know that Why do I need a place to reconvene? Why do I need a place to reconvene? If, if we get separated. 
Okay. Like in the event that she said, if I was in town, she didn't say if I was in town with people. Why are we separated? Shit happens. I mean, look at the Walking Dead. Anything happened. I'm like, not um, looking at the Walking. Half those people the- would have died a long time ago because I would have shot them. Remember what happened to Shane? That would happen to a lot of people in that group. But if something happened and you got you two were you're in, like, sorry, you're stupid. Bang. You two were on your way to town. Okay. Something happens. Like. Zombies. <laughs> okay, Kylie, I'm going this way. You run that way. If you I'll get catch sep- up with you, if you get why would separa- we get separated? If you, if, if you get separated, you know where to go. You have a safe, safe. Kylie, please tell me why you're getting out of the car. If we're going to town, we're in a car because walking to town is not something that we do on an ordinary basis. So we're driving to town. Zombies come. You freak out and we jump out of the car. Why'd you jump out of the car, Kylie? Because we had to move a car out of our way to get. Why do we have to move a car out of the way? Because it's in the road and there's no side road. It's look at the roads here. And and my car can't push Let's car out of the way. That and I my hear... car can't push car out the way. I mean Yes. <laughs> Depending on the size. No, it absolutely can. I don't own a Hummer. I own a mini I, SUV. I, I I do not have that much faith in the Sharkmobile. Wow, to push you're walking a, a big, lot of places. A big pickup truck out of the way. Wow, she's not allowed to ride in it anymore. <laughs> because it can you it can be done. I'm not saying it can't, but I'm I'm just saying let's say there's that, a there's there's science to like, it. Through through all these apocalypses I'm not saying I'm that you with see a bicycle, it's my car. But through all these apocalypses that you <clears> see, it's not like one car's in the road and oh I can't get through, it's car, 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 car. Okay. Okay, we're gonna I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give her that one. It would not happen down here because we live in the backside of nowhere. And on those <clears> roads, you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to go through the field. Some In some places, I can. Some places. But, but also, why didn't I just turn around? Why are you jumping out the car when I can? Oh, shit, that's zombies. I can turn around because one thing you got know. to say about I'm the shark, shark mobile, that baby can turn on a dock. I'm not going on, on any dock. runs. I'm not fast. I'm, I'm just seeing more light. I'm, I'm... People... I'm on a lot of people's group C list. Let's here's, be honest. Here's the number one. Here's the number <laughs> one thing you need to remember in a, a disaster. Use your brain. Don't let the zombies eat it. <laughs> Identify your emergency contacts. Make a list of local contacts like the police department, the fire department, and your local zombie response team. Okay. Now, isn't that funny? Because seriously, this is serious. No jokes. Isn't it true that in a lot of natural disasters, they shut off the phone service? And most everybody has a cell phone. Yeah. So if you don't have a landline, and they could shut that off too, you can't call anybody anyway. Yeah. Because that's happened. Stupid CDC. Also, identify an out-of-state contact that you can call during an emergency to let the rest of your family know you are okay. You're black, I think. I'm going to find a random person in another state and be like, hey, you're my go. I'm going to contact you and so is all my family and let them know I'm alive. Plan your evacuation route. What if you don't know people out of state? What are they thinking? Not everybody knows somebody out of state. <laughs> when zombies are hungry, they won't stop until they get food. Throw them a cow. Which means you need to get out of town fast. Why are you leaving? No. You need to secure your location, the area that you're going to be in. And shit, you're not just going to be like, oh, zombies, I'm going to run to California because there's none there. <laughs> well, that's just like an example because it's all the way on the other Plan side. Plan where you would go. But seriously, why would 
Why, exactly. why are we leaving? Why are we leaving? <laughs> because it's not just <laughs> it's zombies. It's a flood of everybody. zombies. It's an earthquake of zombies. Plan? Is your house shaking? Because there are a thousand zombies outside. What in your radioactive ass? Kylie farted with a radioactive ass. <laughs> um, one, girls don't do that. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Two. How many times do we have to roll down the window for you in a car ride? When you do that? Because how many times does that happen when I've been in the car and I've heard? You both need to go back and listen to previous podcasts because you've both done it on air before. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Plan where you would go and multiple routes you would take ahead of time so that the flesh eaters don't have a chance. This is also helpful when a natural disaster strikes and you have to take shelter fast. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're giving we're gonna give the CDC the benefit of the doubt and we're gonna go, they just put zombies in for fun. They don't believe in zombies. Cool. That's fine. Hey, you know what you should do if it's flooding outside your house? Go outside and get in a car and try to drive somewhere. Because that's the smart thing to do. What? What? Hey, there's an earthquake. Everything's shaking and it hasn't stopped. You know what you should do? Run outside and get in your car and go somewhere. And you should have multiple ways to go because you don't know where the earth's going to crack and swallow you whole. What are they talking about? What? Please help me. Oh, we're just getting to the funniest part. <laughs> I, I, I am completely dumbfounded right now. I do not. Listen, people, Here, here's a tip. I'm not the CDC, thank God. If you live in a flood-prone area, buy a boat. Keep it handy. Hang it on the wall like a decoration because that's what you'll need in case of a flood. Don't get in your car. Don't try to go anywhere. You're going to get washed away. You've seen this on TV. I've seen it on TV. Bad things happen when you run out in the water and get in your car and try to drive somewhere. Why would they tell people to do that? Never fear. CDC is ready. This. Okay. Let me just point out here that they visited the CDC and The Walking Dead, and that didn't go well. No, it didn't. If zombies did start roaming the streets, CDC would conduct investigations like any other disease outbreak. <laughs> CDC would be pissing CDC their pants and locked behind doors. CDC would provide technical assistance to cities, state, or international partners dealing with a zombie infestation. Yeah, you could call them, and they would be like... You need to be calm, please. We're going to send somebody. Please tell us your exact location. And they would be pulling that shit up on the map, putting a big red X through it. Don't go there. This assistance <laughs> might include consultation, lab testing, and analysis, patient management and care, tracking of con tracking of contacts and infection and control, isolation and quarantine. Hold up. I think that red-haired zombie bit that black-haired girl and the blonde and that dude who shaved his head. Wait. They're, they're running. I, oh my God, somebody, be, oh, oh, it's okay. I'm going to run after them because I've got to get this contact tracing down. I've got to. It's likely that an investigation of this scenario would seek to accomplish several goals. Determine the cause of the illness. Really? The source of the infection. Stop. Slash toxin. No, no. Stop right there. Kylie, please look on your phone and Google CDC and the Zozo virus that we're having this year and 
please tell me what the cause is because the CDC has done lots of testing. They're bound to have determined the cause. What are they talking about? <laughs> Can I continue? Yes. Learn how it is transmitted and how rapidly it is spread. Okay, listen. Listen. This says that it is... Um, hold on. Stop it. I didn't do anything. My phone just... I know, I was just telling people I didn't do anything this time. How to break the cycle of transmission and thus prevent further cases and how patients can best be treated. Not only would scientists be working to identify the cause and cure of the zombie outbreak, but CDC and other federal agencies would send medical teams and first responders to help those in infected areas. Okay, so this says that it is spread from person to person through respiratory droplets produced when an infected person coughs, sneezes, or talks. And these land in the mouths and noses of people who are around them. Okay, but what causes it? Um, What's the cause? Because it... They said in their thing they were gonna they were gonna tell us what the cause was, and yeah. haven't they changed fourteen times that I can think of off the top of my head how it spreads? <coughs> Aren't you supposed to wear goggles now? Cover all your mucous membranes. Yeah, they don't cover wear a body rubber. What the cause is? Go rubber. So this next article comes from mentalfloss.com. Mm-hmm. Mental Mental floss. The ten best states for surviving a zombie apocalypse. Are you kidding me? No. Let's hear it. As pop, so- pop-, <laughs> As pop culture suggests, the zombie apocalypse might not be far off. The recent emergence of a living dead-like disease among deer has led some scientists to wonder whether it could spread to humans through infected meat. Has some scientists wanting to see? Yeah, we're like, hmm, let's, let's give this a go. Though you'll probably want to wait a while before you start battening down the hatches or brandishing any barbed wire bats. No, I don't. It wouldn't hurt to keep the best places to survive the zombie apocalypse in the back of your head. I know. (laughs) CableTV.com. It's Papa Winchester. (laughs) CableTV.com helpfully listed the best states to seek refuge if and when doomsday should occur. Wow, did they? They designated each, very cool each U.S. state as only as one, two, three, and four, with one being the safest and four being areas with the lowest likelihood of survival. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> to tabulate these results, the crew at CableTV.com aggregated data based on each state's agriculture, weapon ownership, solar energy, and climate. Unfortunately, residents in the Northeast didn't fare too well. Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Connecticut, Rhode Island, and New Jersey were all hit with Zone 4 statuses. However, these states give you a better chance than Nevada, when, which comes in dead last of the 50 states. Why? I don't know. Didn't say. <laughs> okay. What, what was their criteria they were looking at? Agriculture? Solar energy? Weapons. Weapon ownership? And climate. And they ranked Nevada dead last. Okay. Because, what, you get tired of running across the desert and just give up? <laughs> Should you find yourself... Because I would think Nevada would have a lot of solar energy. 
Should you find yourself on the beaches of California, you have little to worry about zombie wise. The Golden State was deemed the <laughs> safest haven in all of the zombie in all of zombie America. <laughs> what? Thanks to its gorgeous <laughs> weather and implementation of solar power. Myth- no, stop. No. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I'm trying to. I'll give you a list. Of Zombie, in a zombies don't like sunshine. <laughs> zombies don't like the beach. Go to the beach and have fun. The zombies will come there. It's fine. Midwesterners too can breathe easy, as the majority of them fall into zones one and two. <laughs> okay, you just CableTV.com points just out that the four the aforementioned indicators Uh-oh. aren't the only fact factors crucial to survival. No shit. The site maintains that finding areas hosting slowly decomposing food may prove useful for survivors in need of sustenance. The two best dystopian snacks to choose, Twinkies and ramen. Yeah. Uh, bitch, please. Eat McDonald's. It's good forever. <laughs> Health consciousness is a privilege of a zombie-less world, but when you're running from the undead, being a picky eater isn't an easy option. Sneak over to Kansas, Georgia, or Indiana, where hostesses three Twinkie bakeries reside, and stock up. These people watch too much Zombie Land. Listen, just because Tallahassee wanted his Twinkies, all of that processed food lasts for years. Are these Midwestern states too far away? Don't fret. New Jersey and Kentucky have the longest-lasting supply of ramen. I'm sorry, New Jersey's dead. They just told me it's a Zone Four, and then they're like, "Oh, but don't worry about it being a Zone Four because hey, they got ramen." For the best chance of survival, Guess these what? ten states are your safest bet. Kentucky bets. has peanut butter. Guess one, what's better than ramen? Peanut butter. Yeah, we got that gift factory. That's right. One is California. Two is Iowa. Three is Nebraska. Stop. Are you go what are you reading? The, what is this? The ten best states to live in for this. Are you fucking kidding me? Four is Minnesota. Five is Illinois. Six is Kansas. Yeah, because you know them Chicago. Seven is North Carolina. Eight is Wisconsin. Nine, Indiana. Ten, Washington. Kentucky's not in the top ten. No. Kentucky is not in the top ten. None of the states with the biggest spaces between major cities is listed in the top ten. Montana is not in the top ten. I figured that would have been. Because, people, guess what's going down first in a zombie apocalypse? Cities. There's too many people packed in one place. That's like. Ringing the dinner bell. That's like throwing chum in the water. Yeah, it's a lot of shark references. We love sharks. But listen. What? 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 And California is number one? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Do you know how many people in California own guns? you know how many people in Kentucky own guns? I don't know how they chose. Let me, let me just tell you. Places where they're capable of growing food or otherwise acquiring their own food by hunting people who carry weapons on a regular basis, people who are self-sufficient. This is the areas you want to go to in case of any emergency. What are they telling people? What? I don't understand. Country boy can survive. That's right. Hank Williams Jr., baby. So my next That's alert, why they're doing that to the deer, though, by the way. My next alert comes from... Or my next <laughs> alert. My next alert. But I want to know what the worst... What the ten worst states would be. I don't know. 
probably all the good ones. <laughs> okay, now, I'm not dissing your state. I'm really not dissing your state. There, there are smart people in every state. I'm just saying. And they, they put zombie in quotations on here. I'm just saying, California is not the number one state. They get wildfires. They get earthquakes. I'm pretty sure they flood. What? What natural disaster? Just, just the zombie apocalypse? Even though they have all of those major cities? They're going to have celebrity freaking zombies. Are you kidding me? People will get bit and go, oh my God, do you see who it is? And then they're going to get bit and everybody in the state's going to be a zombie. So my next article comes from sciencealert.com. Here's the safest hideout in a zombie apocalypse, according to statistics. <laughs> according to Sissy Spacey. <laughs> In the event of a zombie apocalypse, it's imperative that you have a plan. If you're <laughs> if you're influenced by the movies, then you might be inclined to take your chances and head off for a pub or shopping mall in order to outwit Shot a growing bed. horde of bloodthirsty zombies. Your average shopping mall is equipped with all of the important first world anemone. <laughs> <laughs> the anemone of my <laughs> 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 Amenity. Oh my God. Amenities we desire. And if the whole world's going to hell anyway, why not live out your days eating cheap fast food and trying on clothes you'd never be able to afford in real life? Um, because that's wanna... what that's what you should do. If the world's going to hell anyway, just try on some clothes and and you know get yourself plump enough that the zombies will. Because and at least in a pub you can get blind drunk while you wait while it's, I said while why. you wait to die. But I mean, like, why it's a while? Like a decently sized mall, like let's say the one in Lexington, I would put at a decent size. It's not too big, not too small. But like if you could get that set up. That would be like a prime place to be. Jesus but Lord. You would have okay, to, no. You you no. can't maintain something that big, even with a family our size. Like you in this house, you could not maintain that whole area without keeping the other people and hordes of zombies out. I can maintain this house. Well, now I'm talking about say Fayette Mall. You can't. That's you there's you, too many glass walls, first of all. And and you can't protect it. You know? The you number one thing I can do. <laughs> the number one thing I gotta watch for in a zombie apocalypse after the first blush is not zombies, as you've seen on The Walking Dead. If you watch past season one, which I have not, other people. But I mean, other people on there is a lot of conflict with other people. There's gonna be the whole world's people drama. You're on social media. You, it's people drama. Where do you think everybody's gonna go? Where do you think everybody's gonna, everybody's gonna go? Ooh. I saw in that movie that they went to a mall and there was food and they had clothes to wear and like everybody got their own store because there were beds. Let's go oh. to the mall and freaking it. Why would you leave your house? Why would you leave your house? I mean, eventually you're going to. After you kill enough zombies. Yeah. Because you're going to go hunt them. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, what? What? The CDC makes no this sense. This is Mental Floss. 
Well, mental floss, mental floss should do better. I'm, I'm, what's the word? I'm no, disappointed. No, this is science alert. Sissy's basic, I forgot. <laughs> but if your ultimate aim is survival, neither option is that good. Unless, See? of course, you manage to discover a pub or mall in the middle of nowhere. They're so stupid. They need to stop. In 2015, in an effort to better understand the spread of real disease, a team of statisticians yes, from Cornell University in the U U.S. modeled the spread of a fictitious zombie plague traveling across the continental United States. Stop. I got a question. Did masks help? I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Their results <laughs> indicated that the best place to avoid infection is in Remote, sparsely populated locations. Hey, that's us! Common sense. Duh. The author explained the northern Rocky Mountains, probably somewhere in Montana or in Canada, would be the absolute best place to hide. Bigfoot's going to get you there. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, a full-scale zombie outbreak in New York City could take a full month or so to reach upstate New York. <laughs> I, that's not true. Due to geographic distance and a slowing rate of infection, which means you'd have a Why decent a amount of time rate? to plot your escape to the sticks. Why, why is there a slowing rate of infection? Okay. Because of everything that we've seen when the outbreak happens, by the time we're notified that the outbreak has happened, it's a widespread already. Why would... I'm trying to understand the, the spread. Oh, she's saying because of the distance. Because of the distance between upstate New York and the major city. Yeah. Fair. So, given the dynamics of the disease, once the zombies invade more sparsely populated areas... But what they're not taking into consideration is, I got bit and took a taxi before it hit. No, they're taking it into consideration. But you're not going to take a taxi from, from New York City to upstate New York because no. you don't have enough money. But you get to where you're going, you buy somebody, they take a taxi and go further, so on and so forth. Oh, no, it's going to spread. Like, rich people are going to get bit and still get on their near jets and fly to someplace and be like, I'm safe. Even though all the movies say if I get bit. Yeah. And, da da da, what if the zombie virus is spread through respirations? <gasps> Given the dynamics of the disease, once the zombies invade more sparsely populated areas, the whole outbreak slows down. There are fewer humans to bite, so you start creating zombies at a slower rate. <laughs> Lead author Alex something. Alex something. God, I Alex Delemi said in the press statement at the time. In their in their model, cities predictably fall fast. Just imagine a zombie outbreak on a crowded, crowded New York subway. On a couch. <laughs> Horrifying, right? But if their modeling shows but their modeling shows it would take <sighs> weeks for the outbreak to reach rural communities and months to reach the northern mountain time zone. Why? Because they're assuming the outbreak happens in fucking New York. Okay, stop. No, no, no. Because people get on planes in New York. Well, they used to anyway, every day, right? Yeah. Several times a day and fly everywhere. Yeah. I mean, people frequently go between New York and D.C. If it, if it just, <laughs> let's, let's hypothesize here because, oh my God, it's so much fun. People start getting bit in New York. And people start getting infected. Panic sets in. Because mm -hmm. you're going to notice. Yeah. Maybe everybody's not getting infected, but you're going to notice something going on. People are going to call people, right? Yeah. You're going to take trains. You're going to take buses. You're going to take cars. You're going to take taxis. You're going to be on the subway. 
and you're going to be on airplanes. So, depending on how long it takes from bite to I want brains, you could be in a whole other country, much less another state, much less upstate. I don't understand their model. Of course, if movies have taught us anything, not all zombies are created equally. Depending on how freakishly fast they are or how well they can climb, you may need to revise your estimates. As they explained in a press statement when the study was first published, the project was an overview of epidemiology modeling, starting with differential equations to model a fully connected population, then moving on to lattice-based models and ending with full U.S.-scale simulation of an outbreak across the continental U.S. The simulation had to account for a population of roughly 300 million people with each person presumed to be in one of the four in one of four states human infected zombie dead zombie it tracked the spread of the epidemic by modeling the random interactions between these people for instance zombie bites leading to infection and humans killing zombies delaying the spread in the end the researchers were able to pinpoint locations where the disease would take the longest to reach even with optimal hideouts, the, out, the outlook for Americans is pretty bad should a zombie plague actually materialize. It may seem a bit silly to simulate a zombie outbreak, but the U.S. Pentagon and the U.S. Center for Disease Control have both used zombie outbreak scenarios to help develop training programs for disaster readiness. And you know, as a contingency plan for when it actually happens. <clears throat> I am almost done. One more article. You're good. I think. Just one. Yeah. This comes from mysteriousuniverse.org. Could a zombie apocalypse really happen? And it always goes back to zombies have a special place in pop culture. Everything has a special place in pop culture for 15 minutes. Featured in countless comics, TV shows, and movies, they have a certain allure that is hard to pin down. But is entertaining all the I same. I don't know if allure is the right word. I don't know if allure is the right word. Yet most people who consume such material never really think that any of it could ever be actually... It could ever... It could <laughs> <laughs> she just set her to a stop. Wind her up, Kylie. Yeah, her battery ran down. <laughs> yeah, most people who consume... <laughs> yes? <laughs> Yet, most people who consume such material never really think that any of it could ever actually be real. That's not true. After all, this we is a world of fiction, right? Yeah, we live in a world of fiction, right? The, the realm of is a whole fiction. The realm of the imagination I demand a recount. Squarely out of the domain of the real, right? Unfortunately, like there has been such speculation on how an actual real zombie apocalypse outbreak could go down. And in many cases, it is well-grounded and based on plausible scenarios backed, I'm up, sorry, wait, backed, up, backed up by science as we know it. Really? How many animated corpses have we seen? <laughs> now, I joke about people being zombies because they act zombie-like, but really, how many animated corpses have we seen? <laughs> 
Let's take a look yeah, into so the world of the possible world zombie apocalypse. Let's let's do. Let's jump in. <laughs> One way a zombie outbreak might occur is through a virus or other disease that oh, serves geez. to dramatically alter the behavior of its host. Perhaps the best known example is that of the rabies virus, a highly virulent and deadly disease that infects a wide range of hosts and is spread through bodily fluids such as saliva, typically in the form of bites from infected animals. The rabies virus does not have a complex life cycle and is fairly indiscriminate in which host it infects. Instead, incurring a fitness advantage simply by spreading itself as far and as wide as possible in a short period of time. Upon infection, the host exhibits a wide range of symptoms as the disease acts upon the central nervous system, including anxiety, restlessness, confusion, hallucinations, paralysis, involuntary muscular contractions, <coughs> controlled perspiration, sal salivation, and pupil dilation, and um, hydrophobia, which is the fear of water. Wait, what? <laughs> Talking about the rabies virus. <coughs> Rabies causes the fear of water. Yeah, so it's a, one of the symptoms. Yeah. Um, which usually, which usually themselves known, which usually, sim the symptoms usually make themselves known after an incubation period of around ten days. The most dramatic symptoms of rabies is a marked increase in agitation, anger, and aggression a trait that makes infected animals more likely to bite and thus increase transmission of the virus within a period of mere days after exhibiting <laughs> symptoms. The victim will fall into a coma and die if not treated. Although mostly found in animals, it is possible for a human to contract the disease through a bite okay. from an infected animal and if it is not treated in a timely manner, they will inevitably show all of the same symptoms, including the, the heightened anger and aggression. Although our acute self-awareness allows us to somewhat control our primal urges to lash out and bite everything that comes near us. And there has never been any confirmed case of human-to-human -human transmission of rabies as of yet. So they're saying rabies spreads super fast. Yes. As in, if said infected animal bites another infected animal and they go forth and infect two more at an incubation rate of 10 days. Okay. Does that make sense? <clears throat> Some. Spookily enough, if the rabies virus were to mutate fast enough and in a way that allowed it to dramatically shorten its incubation period, decrease its fatality rate in order to allow more time to spread, and additionally become airborne, it could very well turn into something that resembles a full-blown zombie pandemic. Okay, wait, movie. stop. So, if the rabies virus completely altered itself and always possible, if it, it could become a zombie Oh my Jesus. If, if, it, if it changed itself and Every way possible to change. It could happen. It, it could. Although rabies is now transmitted only through bites from infected animals, 
for it to become an airborne virus such as influenza, a process known as recombination and something that different strains of the same virus do all the time. Although rabies and influenza are far too dissimilar for this to reasonably occur in nature, or it could simply be engineered that way by some nefarious party. With a short incubation period, low fatality no. rate, and highly contagious means of spreading, and perhaps even more acute symptoms of agitation, carriers of the virus would essentially become mindless, furious vectors for the pathogen. Rolling, rolling within them, and it would spread beyond our ability to control it. A process, a, a professor in the Department of Cell Biology and Molecular Genetics at the University of Maryland summed it up nicely in an interview with Reddit. And I never finished the article, so we'll take the last part out. <laughs> Told oh you my notes weren't finished. <laughs> so you took us all through the rabies shit for nothing. Oh my gosh. Because I was like, I was all over this shit. I was like, this is me thinking in my head. She said she's almost done with her notes. Do they just talk about rabies a little bit? And then she's like, and scene. Rabies could con completely manipulate itself and change in all ways possible. You could be a rabies zombie. You're welcome. <laughs> Well, if that doesn't give you happy thoughts to think throughout your day, I don't know what is. The CDC is trying to kill you with their <laughs> advice to always leave your house in case of a disaster. <laughs> Random AI could be plotting against you at this very moment. I know my phone's <sighs> looking at me funny a couple of times during this broadcast. <laughs> and nuclear power plants around the world. No, I'm sorry. Not the power plants. Yeah, it's no. nuclear war. Cause you to have a radioactive zombie ass. Go. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening, and I hope you really enjoyed our first episode back. We this sure is not did. The first episode you're gonna hear back though. Well, yeah, it's already this recorded is, some. But this is the first episode where we're back, baby. <laughs> this is the first we recorded. Yeah, better than ever. I got nothing. Anyway, I thanks for listening. We know it went a little long, but you know what? We missed it, and we hope you missed us. What? You're not saying anything, mermaid hair. I missed it. <coughs> I wish I could get a picture of her face when she wrinkles her nose like that. <laughs> we missed it. <laughs> Insane. Thanks for listening. Oh, my God. That's not how that... <laughs> <laughs> okay seriously in all seriousness thanks for listening to us talk about an apocalypse we know it's not necessarily what you want to hear in the given time and situation but hey we hope you laughed along with us and had a good time and next week we'll talk about something just as unpleasant but not apocalyptic have a good day see you next Bye week you. bye